out of out of you know i will watch black santa's revenge this year I'm that's gonna, right i will um i watched it last year i'm watching again. you know what i should do i put it in the- i i'm gonna have a viewing party i'm gonna do, should a, do that and we can do that now people so that are hitting you up yeah. Yeah. and i will join in that viewing party and then we can have a post-screening discussion and then and we can have a post-screening discussion so let's do that Ron. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Badass Mofo. I'm your co-host, David F. Walker. And I'm your co-host, Shauna Wallow. And and I before we really get started, I want to apologize to everybody. I, I, I heard from our three listeners out there wondering where our episodes were, what was going on. And, and I got to take full responsibility in that I have some pretty shoddy equipment here at... Uh, at the home studio, at the Badass Mopo home studio. All stuff that I got at, at, at closeout prices from Radio Shack back in <laughs> like uh, 2001. And uh, so we had recorded like two or three episodes that um, the sound was just so bad that we, we couldn't even use them. So that's sort of why we've been uh, like either MIA or, or sort of uh, appear to be tardy in posting. But Got some new stuff, thanks to uh, our producer, Andrew. Andrew, thank you so much. And um, we're ready to rock and roll. Ain't that right, Sean? Ain't that that right? 100% right. So, yeah, man. Um, It's the holidays. It's the holidays. (laughs) Yes, it is, man. It's Uh, the holidays. It's beginning to smell a lot like Christmas. You know, Um, so I think this holiday, more than uh, the past holidays, it's weird. People really, um, you know, they need to have the holiday. Even if we're stuck in our house, you sort of need that time away from business Zooms to just have, I guess, family Zooms if, you, if you're bringing all your family together from other places. Um, but I know personally, I'm kind of like looking forward to that downtime and um, and goofing off a little bit. And, and, and of <laughs> course, you know, part of, part of that is um, holiday movie watching. So, you know, before we go any further, like we got to let our listeners know you've already started. You've already started your holiday viewing routine. Yeah, I did. uh, (laughs) So, so we're we're gonna talk today about what our our favorite holiday viewing habits or 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 our favorite holiday um, movies, whatever. I I guess that's sort of how we're going with it, right? Yeah, I think it's gonna think it's gonna be. we're going to talk about some movies I'm sure we agree on. We're going to have probably a little bit of controversy. And then I think I'm even going to talk about some movies that I, I, I think when I think of top holiday movies are on most people's list that for various reasons or what have you, not, or it's not on mine. So, 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 we'll, so we'll do it like that. But um, since you brought it up, yeah, let's, let's start with me jumping the gun. So... So I, just so everybody knows, I called you. Was it on Thanksgiving? It was. It was on Thanksgiving. I call you on Thanksgiving, and I can hear it blaring in the background, and uh, and I wasn't surprised. Just so you know, I wasn't surprised that mm-hmm. that this was what you were watching. I was just surprised that it was so soon. So why don't you tell everybody what you were watching on Thanksgiving and why? So my all-time favorite holiday. Um, piece of content, if you will, though I consider it to be a movie, though I think it's running time is under an hour, but because I used to watch it as a kid and it was had commercials it would be like 90 minutes. So it was a movie uh, is Mr. Magoo Christmas Carol, which is my favorite 
version of the Christmas Carol. By the way, over time, that's gotten opposition, but people always come over to my side, AKA my children, who both, <laughs> and I told them, were like, how can that be? It's a cartoon. And now, you know what? Both of them love that cartoon. Um, I, I, I'm with you. It's, I won't say that it's my favorite version of A Christmas Carol, but it's definitely in my top two. It is, is definitely one of two. And, 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 and before I clown you too hard, um, and I, I, I will admit to this, that I have actually watched it within the last four or five months. Because yeah. there's, there's a point during this, this pandemic where I was just so depressed and dejected that I actually started watching my favorite holiday movies. There you go. And, 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 and this was one of them. Um, I was just kind of, sh- and I know that this is your favorite. We've talked about this. So that mm-hmm. wasn't the thing that got me. It was just that it, it, was, it was like still Thanksgiving. I was like. No. So the reality <laughs> is it used to come on when we were kids, either on Thanksgiving night or the Friday right after. And that was always the signal for the beginning of the holiday season to me. And so I just felt this year, I was like, I want that signal. You know, it's like, I want to have that signal of like, oh yeah, you know what? I'm going to put in Mr. Magoo Christmas Carol. Then tomorrow I'm going to go into the garage and get the lights and and start putting them up and figuring out my little lighting strategy. And, and I'm, you know, I'm going to be like uh, the Griswolds. I'm going to go fully <laughs> there. So <laughs> Now, let me ask you this. Is, is, um, is watching Mr. Magoo Christmas Carol the same time of year or the same days part of the tradition or is this just something new that happened this year like you felt like you needed to jump start the holiday no i usually watch it much later dude i usually watch it like the december 23rd is that it actually used to be earlier and then it got progressively later like the last couple of years is almost like i almost forgot (laughs) like i was like oh yeah i got i gotta force myself to sit down and watch this it's december 24th at like 10 o'clock at night you know, before I wrap some gifts, I better, I got to turn this on and watch it. Damn it. So yeah, it's the holidays. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny. Was, Cause it was I have more like that. So it was refreshing to get back from, from me being like, I got to I got to finish. I got to squeeze that in no matter what to being like, Oh no, I want to watch it. And I have the time. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I, I do have my sort of build up to Christmas traditional movies in, in viewing. And, and I haven't, I think that maybe that says a lot about where I'm at right now. I, I haven't watched, um, either of those. There's two in particular. And so I guess since we're talking about holiday movies, uh, I'll, I'll throw these two into the list. Yes. One's pretty obvious and the other's not quite as obvious. Um, the, the, the less obvious one is, uh, is a movie from the 90s called um, Home for the Holidays with, mm. with Holly Hunter, Robert Downey Jr., um, oh God, Charles, Charles, uh, I can't think, Durning. It's yeah. directed by Jodie Foster. And it's just your sort of typical sweet comedy about, you know, this, this woman going home for the holidays. And it's just, um, there's something about it that, that, that I've always enjoyed. So it's become a, a tradition. Um, but again, I haven't watched it yet. And then the other one that I almost always watch either uh, the day before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving or the day after, which I haven't watched yet, is, is always Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Uh, ah, Steve Martin and, and yes, John Candy. John Candy. Definitely. Um, uh, definitely a go-to. It's been a go-to forever, and and I can't quite tell you why I haven't I haven't watched either of those. But um, they they are two of my they're up there. I I have what I guess what I would call my top ten, although I've never actually listed them out. So I guess we should jump into it. What else is what else is on your list? 
So it's interesting. Um, you know, I think about, uh, uh, you know, like how I classify it. And I classify it as, as content. And when I classify it as content, the reason I do that is because you just mentioned movies. And I'm going to sound like some immature adult because <laughs> I'm going to mention like cartoons. But it, to me, it's the feeling of stuff that you watch that signify it's the holiday time, that bring, that warm your heart, that make you want to have a, a, a candy cane cookie and some hot chocolate. And, um, and I would be remiss when I think of the holidays, going into the holidays, the two things that I feel like I have to watch are Mr. Magoo. Okay. And I feel I have to watch A Year Without a Santa Claus. Because like, who doesn't like Heat Miser and Snow Miser? I mean, you just like, like, I, everyone knows that. So, and I feel good about that one now because I used to feel like this is some geeky, nerdy stuff. But I've come to realize by looking at decorations out there in stores and whatnot, everyone knows Heat Miser and Snow Miser. Like, like that. I, so I think that, I think that of the, uh, these were all, the, these were part of the Rankin Bass holiday Bass. series. And I think that that, it's probably across a, a tie between that and, and, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer for most people, although I'm with you. I think um, You're Without a Santa Claus. For me, it goes You're Without a Santa Claus. And then I'm, I'm also a big fan of um, uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Yes. Uh, which which I don't think gets nearly enough love. And, and I do consider yeah. these movies as you do, or content, if you will. Right. Um, I, and now, the, the interesting thing is, is that I didn't know this till a couple of years ago. They actually did a live-action remake of uh, Year Without a Santa Claus. Have you what? ever seen this? Yeah. I've never seen it. I, I, this was like back in the, you know, it might, this may be as far back as the 90s. And, and I just happened to stumble across, I don't even, I don't know if it's on streaming. It might be on Disney Plus. I'm not sure. I haven't looked for it. A part of me doesn't want to see it because yeah. it's like, why would you do that? Why right, would you do yeah. a lot well, of action? Well, well, good God, man. Um, yes, exactly. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, no, I, uh, of all of the holiday specials that we may talk about, uh, Mr. Magoo and, and Year Without a Santa Claus are the only two that I actually own on home video. I've got them both on uh, on DVD. And, and it's sort of like, yeah, because sometimes you just got to watch that shit like in the middle of June. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, right. <laughs> Now it's interesting because you, you mentioned planes, trains, and automobiles, and and yeah, I kind of feel the same way. It's like you have these movies that, you know, they take place during Christmas, yeah. and so they and so they're supposed to be Christmas movies. And like, yeah, one of my favorites. I don't watch it every year, but I I, I watch, certainly watch it enough. Is Home Alone, the first one, okay. um, and and then another one that I watch, and it doesn't even all take place during Christmas, but it just feels like a Christmas movie is Love Actually. And, okay. and, 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 uh, and, and so, yeah, there's this idea of movies that take place during Christmas. So to that end, I want to ask you about the movie. It's always the controversy that <laughs> I do consider, you know, cause I want to know, get your take on it is Die Hard Cause Die Hard takes place during Christmas, Christmas. ultraviolet, but there's got the, it's got the sleigh bells in there at various parts <laughs> while ultraviolence is happening, you yeah. know, and, it, I'll be honest, it does have these moments that just feel like it's a movie you watch the holidays, it's a movie you watch at Christmas, especially if you're of, of the ilk of liking action movies, which I do. But is it actually a holiday movie? 
Well, I, I'm one of those people that says, yes, it is a holiday movie. Okay. Um, I, I am sort of a died in the wool, diehard, I'm a diehard, diehard is a holiday movie fan. And I think for me, part of that is because um, I'm, you know, I remember seeing that in the theaters when it came out and I was just sort of at that, that age where cynicism, you know, your, your early twenties cynicism is really kicking into hard gear, yeah. almost like a, a very bah humbug sort of response to the holidays in general. And so here yeah. came this thing that seemed very non-traditional in terms of what holidays were or supposed to mean or whatever. And, and really it isn't against what holiday means. It's just sort of non-traditional to what a lot of holiday movies or holiday themed movies are. And that's, I, so for me that it was like that from the very beginning, it was like, Oh, this is a great Christmas movie. Um, and, and the one that I will throw onto that list and, and, and it in a lot of ways is related to, to um, die hard in, in one way or another in that die hard sort of kicked off this tradition Um is uh is kiss kiss bang bang which Ooh. which i consider to be um a, a christmas movie most definitely i know a lot of people don't but that is that is my either christmas eve or christmas movie and it's been that way since that film came out which is what like probably 2005 or six maybe yeah so i don't what are your feelings about that it's kiss kiss bang bang with a great robert downey jr and, uh, um yeah. i love the movie uh yeah. You know, especially because it's uh, it's Shane Black. Yeah. <laughs> I don't quite consider that one in the same air as Die Hard. And I'm thinking, and, and full disclosure, I haven't, like, I watched Die Hard so many times that even though I haven't watched it in, like, probably six or seven years, it's ingrained in me, the scenes and so forth. Yeah. It's just bang, but I, I watched a lot less. So I'm trying to think if it had as much, like, Die Hard just felt like it had the, like I said, it had the sleigh bell, jingle bell. Like that was part of the the, the score throughout. The, yeah. They kept they kept bringing that back. The jingles, even you know, it's, it's a, and then the, you know, it's cold outside at the end. The soundtrack, and I just can't remember Kiss Kiss Bang having that over a a a Christmas theme. It felt more to me a little bit more like um like the Last Boy Scout. Which actually does take place during Christmas as well. Yeah. Uh, well, that's and that's a Shane Black thing. That's, 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 yeah, a that's Shane Black. That's Shane, yeah, I was about to say that's Shane Black as well on the writing side. Um, back when he was getting paid a gazillion dollars per script, you know. So yeah. Um, and and so yeah, I kind of put that more in that last Boy Scout category of being like a cool movie. I could I could watch during the holidays. I don't know if I consider it a holiday movie, but um, it's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, and, and going back to the yeah, Shane Black has this um, one of his running motifs in, in every movie he's most of the movies he's written, maybe even all of them. Um, and, and the handful that he's directed, they Christmas is always involved, yeah. um, even down to Iron Man three. If you watch Iron Man three, it's essentially um, and nobody talks about that one that much, because I think that that movie isn't as well liked as, as so many of the other Marvel movies. But yeah, that's actually a Christmas movie too, it's, or at least it's set against the backdrop of Christmas, which is what um, you know, what, part of what Shane Black is known for. But yeah, I, I would I would challenge you to sometime over the next uh, few weeks watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and watch it from the from the standpoint of you know not just because I think it's a, actually a, a really solid movie. It is, um, but but from the standpoint of because it it you know it starts off with. Um, you know, 
not the opening scene, but one of the earliest scenes is, you know, against the Christmas holiday shopping season. And, and then most of it takes place, I want to say, between a couple days before Christmas and New Year's Eve, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, um, but it's a solid one. I, I definitely love that. Um, let me ask you this. Where do there, there's a couple that I would say a lot of people consider to be the, the um, perennial classics of, of this, of the season. And, and the two that I'm thinking of most are Miracle on 34th Street, uh, the original Miracle on 34th Street. There's been a couple of remakes. They're all terrible. Um, and then It's a Wonderful Life with, with Jimmy Stewart. So where do you, where do those fall in your, um, are they part of any part of your holiday tradition? Do you, are you a fan of either of these movies? Um, no. Interestingly enough, that was the, 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 the next part that I, I teased in the beginning is, yeah, these movies that are iconic that I'm on most people's list um, that might not necessarily be on mine. So okay. Miracle on 34th Street is a holiday movie that I really enjoy. I enjoy the original. There's been some other iterations. I, I, I can watch them all. Okay. I don't consider it necessary viewing on my list of, of holiday things to watch. There was certainly one that to me is like a good one to put on on Christmas Day as everyone's opening gifts if you're so predisposed or later on in the day um, and just let it run. Uh, and if it's on, I'll usually generally watch it. Like if it comes on, I happen to be channel surfing, I'll watch it. Um, it's a wonderful life. I am not a huge fan. And I know that's like sacrilege. It's Jimmy Stewart. I get it. It's great. Uh, that theme has been done now so many different times. It, it's, it's in essence, the, the Christmas Carol Scrooge theme, um, yeah. you know, to some degree, except but in reverse, it's like, you know, what, like, what would your life be if you weren't here? And so it's, you know, and then, and then learning to appreciate life. Um, yeah. I love the message of it though. Uh, it, 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 I mean, the message of it has always resonated with me that, you know, like, yeah, when you're feeling down, you're feeling depressed. It's like, if, if you could do that, you'd see that probably there are people that are adversely affected by the, by the absence of you uh, in this, in this world. Um, yeah. I think that's true for most of us, um, uh, no matter who we are. So um, maybe not Donald Trump though, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I think it would be It's a Wonderful Life if he actually wasn't here. That, that's what that yes. movie would be. That, that, um, I, we, should, we should pitch that as a reason. Let's call, <laughs> let's call our agent uh, 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 after this is over. After we're yeah, so, so, so that's one that just, I don't know. I just, I haven't seen it as much. It just, it, I, it connected with me, but I just was never like, I have to watch that. Um, okay. here's, here's a big one that is on a lot of people's list that I just, I, I'm not a great fan. Okay. is um a christmas story i i just <laughs> yeah and and i think there are these moments with these films that are really because a christmas story is it's, it's a good film i've seen yeah. it a couple of times but there's these i don't know why this happens in, with me in particular it's a personal thing there are these moments when like i see a film and i'm just like yeah, I just can't. I'm, I'm not really relating to that at all. And, and, and I'm sorry. And that's just one of those where like, yeah, no, it's, you know, it's like in the, like this cute white kid and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, and there's just, there's sometimes there are just those films that you're like, you know, and I think that's the other thing. Like when I first saw that was like when I was like, I was like 
in my really militant phase, right? It was like <laughs> yeah, the first yeah, time yeah. I ever I saw it. And I, and I remember, I was like, oh, it's you know, a holiday film. Like, this is a bunch of white kids. It's always a bunch of white kids, you know? Like, There's no black kids even in the movie. Like, <laughs> so, so, and like, I just made this edict then. And then even when I came out of my militant phase, I'm still like, that there's this residual because that yeah, was yeah. my initial, initial judgment. It probably was not fair. Um, I know it's a classic, but I just, it stuck with me. I'm like, yeah, not really into Christmas story. Yeah, no, I get it. I, I, uh, I like the movie, but it is not a tradition for me. I don't own it. I, I actually do own Miracle on 34th street and uh, it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life to me is, is one of the greatest movies ever made. Right. Um, and, and it's interesting because what, what a lot of people, younger people might not remember is that there, there was a time when It's a Wonderful Life was on TV during the holiday season. It was probably on TV every single day because it was um, the, the, the movie had lapsed into public domain for, for many years. And so basically any channel that had a, had a broadcast quality print could show it. And so I was so into that movie, I, I, I started really studying it like as a piece of cinema, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, like at that time when I was just really starting to study cinema. So I'm like, you know, preteen, 12, 13, 14 years old and, and really getting into it. And, and because this was in the days before, like I had a VCR or anything like that. And, and because of the nature of how often it was screened during the holidays, it became a movie that was really easy to study. Like you can mm-hmm. go, okay, yeah, this is, it's, it's, it's a wonderful lifetime. Cause back in the day, there was, there are certain movies that you knew, like you were talking about Mr. Magoo Christmas Carol, just like you knew that 10 commandments was going to be on TV right. during Easter. And, you know, so you could sort of plan uh wizard of Oz was always on right around Thanksgiving. This is, and this is all to a large extent, this was uh, either pre-cable or early cable days. You know, yeah, no it, was all, it was all major television and, and and secondary channels. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, so to me, I just sort of really started studying it on that level, both the writing, the direction, how layered it is, and and so, and I and I love the message of it. Like like you said, that sort of message has been done to death, as as has Christmas Carol, and and so I think that that was a movie that that kind of came along for me just at the right time. And and so it really does embody, to me, it embodies the holidays more than anything, more than probably any other one. I won't say it's my favorite of the holiday movies, although it might be. Um, and it's funny because as I was saying, I watched Mr. Magoo over the summer. I actually watched, <laughs> I watched all of them. I watched Mr. Magoo. I watched uh, Miracle on 34th Street. I watched It's a Wonderful Life. And then I watched uh, a movie called Scrooge from I believe it's like 1970 and it's it's a musical version of a christmas carol it's not to be confused with scrooge duh with bill murray um but so scrooge was was uh was a british production starred albert finney um alec guinness is in it and and that was another one of those perennial favorites as a kid where it was always on tv i remember it always being on tv as a kid and so between that and Mr. Magoo, those are the two versions of Christmas Carol that I, like, that I knew that that, that was my introduction to that story, to that Dickens story, and and to this day I love that musical. I, I also own that, and and there's you know there's been countless iterations of of uh, Christmas Carol, but as far as I'm concerned, I only need those two in my life. There's there's a couple other good ones, um, 
and most of them are, are older films. Like, like there's one from the, I believe the fifties with Alistair McLean, which is really yeah. solid too. But um, yeah, I, I, in, in fact, I walk around singing songs from Scrooge all the time, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, no, there, there, there's definitely some good ones. I mean, um, yeah, Albert Finney was great. Um, I didn't, I didn't actually mind the Jim Carrey um, Zemeckis uh, CGI one. Uh, it's interesting because actually, because actually last year, Effects did like a super adult, creepy version that I don't really consider to be in the pantheon. But I thought it was an interesting take. I thought it was an original idea to sort of do um, with Guy Pierce um, as Ebenezer, and it was like super, super dark. Um, okay. Um, but I was, I, but it's funny. I watched it, and I, I, I was really skeptical. And then by the end, I was like, "Okay, yeah, that was it was an interesting take." I mean, yeah, I, I'm surprised someone hadn't thought of that before. It's actually a fairly horrifying story. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've never like, seen like, that one, like, so I'll like, have to, like I'll a guy, you know, like because first of all, when you really look at those times, they were kind of messed up times with like extreme <laughs> poverty and, and famine and disease. And this, yeah. and this one was like dealing with all that like yeah the streets are dirty and people are homeless and it's yeah. it, it's a it's it's a nasty looking city and then this guy is is a, is a jerk and um and then he's visited by some ghosts to turn his his nonsense around <laughs> which is which is kind of horrifying you know so when you get past the musical side and you're just having like making it serious without the music you're like yeah that's kind of a scary yeah, story a, yeah so, scary shit um, yeah no i've never seen that one i there's one that stands out in my memory as not being particularly good but that i remember from from when we were fairly young which was they there was a, a version called uh an american christmas carol that starred henry winkler oh yeah, yeah i didn't like and, that and, one and this was like during the height of his you know, or, or not really the height, more like the tail end of his, yeah. his Bonds that, day. That, that, that's up. That's up there with Ebenezer, starring Susan Lucci. <laughs> okay, see, I've never seen that one, but the the, the Henry Winkler one was like, and that was like, I'd ha an American Christmas Carol. I'd have to look up to see what year it was made, um, but that was sort of the beginning of you know, like that sort of realization as a kid of like, yeah, not everything is going to be as cool as you want it to be. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. 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 It's, it's the Fonz. You want it to be cool, but it's not. It's like, um, and I, and you know what the part was that was worse, the worst of that one. Um, it stands out in my memory. The most is uh, when he's visited by the, the ghost of, of Christmas future ghost of Christmas yet to come. And it, it's played by Dorian Harewood, who is a, a black actor. Yeah. Who like, shows up in this like if i remember correctly it's like a gold disco outfit yeah, like, <laughs> it, was, it was so ridiculous right. and i was just you know i probably was like 12 at the time or whatever and it was just ridiculous enough for me to go like you got to be kidding me right yeah, like, that's ridiculous. like 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 why is everybody else doesn't look like a, a joke right. um now now i'm going to be curious I'll, I'll have to look on youtube to see if there's any clips of it during here with yeah yeah so uh yeah, because wow. in the future, black people will be wearing disco gold sequin suits all the time. Well, um, I've got one in the closet yeah. right now, but you know, <laughs> since I, I don't go out much because of the pandemic, there's no point in putting it on because yeah, you sweat a lot in the the gold glitter disco outfits. Yeah, no, and, you, and there's a lot of chafing that can happen. Yeah, so. a lot of chafing. Um, um, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a movie I'm looking forward to seeing. I haven't seen it yet. Um, it's from our friends at Get Lifted is this Jingle Jangle movie on Netflix that looks okay. really good with Forrest Whitaker and Debbie Allen doing the choreography and like high level visual effects. It looks, so I'm, I'm hopeful. 
I, you know, okay. I wanted to wait to a, probably next week or maybe even this weekend, getting a little bit closer because it, it looked like a good one. Okay. Um, you know, I think Netflix has actually done a really good job of it. I, I, I last year I watched that uh, Christmas Chronicles with Kurt Russell because it's Kurt Russell. You know, yeah. so I was like, yeah, Kurt Russell, Santa Claus. Come on, it's like Kurt Russell is one of those actors for me that I'm still like, yeah, you know, if you're in it. I'm always going to consider it, dude. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to at least pause for a minute. And go, yeah. How do I put on my watch list? Um, yeah. um, well, so it's, oh, go on, because I, I got something interesting here. So go on. No, so, so, so yeah. So, so I was just going to say, while none of those are instant classics, I do like what Netflix has been doing a little bit uh, in, in the space of holiday movies. So you, it's, it's interesting because um, one of the things that you, you, you know, you mentioned that Kurt Russell one, which I still haven't seen yet. <clears throat> and what I was getting ready to ask you was, what is your, like, it ain't even a holiday movie at all. It's your most non-traditional movie, but is, is there one that's like, it is a holiday tradition for you. And so it's like, oh yeah, it's it's coming up on Christmas. I've got to watch this movie. And for some, for, for whatever reason, it might have become, you know, like, uh, I, I have a friend who's like, yeah. The Godfather is something they watch every year during Christmas. Um, so do you have one? And and if so, what is it? And and but I will, if you want, I could start with mine. Um, yeah, I, I, well, well, we'll start with me just because believe it or not, I, I really don't. But the reason that I don't is when I'm done watching all the movies you just mentioned um, in this episode, I am then, you know, Christmas Day, there's the NBA is on. and the NFL is winding down the playoffs and 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 so there's there's that the sports part kicks in and that's sucking up the rest of my time that might be used to watch the Godfather got it okay interesting so I I do have one and and I can't tell you how it became a holiday tradition other than the fact that it takes place during the winter and there's a lot of snow and so maybe that's it like I'm trying to find some some connection to Uh-oh. to the inclement I, weather, I, I, I feel I know it's coming. <laughs> uh, but that would have to be John Carpenter's. I knew it because <laughs> <laughs> you, you prefaced because I said Kurt Russell. And I was like, yeah. oh, the snow, inclement weather. Yeah, definitely um, not a holiday movie in any stretch of the word. <laughs> and, and and you know what else has has started to become a tradition, uh, more of a holiday tradition actually is uh, is Thirty Days of Night. The, the uh oh good lord <laughs> <laughs> and and you know i could make the argument that um that carpenter's the thing more so than than um than than 30 days of night uh, carpenter's the thing to me i could make the argument that it's it is a metaphor for christmas right i could actually do that oh, i'm not going to do that right <laughs> now um but it it has become that is a movie that i have watched so many times that my my the DVD I have of it actually skips. And so I'm like, uh, I gotta get, I gotta get the Blu-ray in this. You gotta gotta do a digital or re-up on the Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I'm going to re-up on Blu-ray. So um, in fact, Um, maybe I'll do that in the next couple of days, but, but I do, I I mean, I love that movie so much. And, and in recent years, I've gotten caught up in the, the whole debate of, you know, is is child's or is is McCready a thing at the end or, or either of them infected right. you know and so an article will pop up or a video will t- pop up on youtube and i'm watching it and i'm like oh that's a good point oh yeah yeah and then and we all have our own opinions and um but i i just i i i love that movie and 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 again that's also a movie that comes back to my youth 
Um, you know, I didn't see it for the first time. I didn't see it in the theaters when it came out, but I saw it on cable shortly after. And it was like, at the time, you know, those effects were, were mind blowing. And, and, um, and I think even to this day, you know, I, I teach writing. Pretty, pretty, pretty gory. Yeah. I, I teach a writing course at Portland State University. And, and I, I often turn to that movie as, um, as an example of, of what I call minimalism in terms of backstory. And, and that's part of what I love about it. Kurt, or not Kurt Russell, excuse me, John Carpenter really, there was a, a string of films, especially some of his earlier films, Assault on Precinct 13, and then he did it again in Escape from New York, the thing where it's like, um, there's just such a minimalism in terms of the backstory that the characters have or that the yeah. world is set in. And it, um, you know, we talked a little bit about Carpenter on our Escape from L.A. episode, but yep, nope, I'm, as we're talking about it, because it's, it's, you know, it's nice sunny weather out today, I may have to just watch the thing tonight, because... Um, yeah, I mean, as, as, you, as you're talking about it, I'm sort of like, yeah, I haven't seen the thing in a while, maybe, 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 maybe I will throw that in the, in the mix. Well, my final, last question... Sure. ...is, where does Black Santa fit on this <laughs> It's essential, you know, it's it's badass mofo essential. (laughs) Well, for those of you listening that might not know, I, uh, I, I made, I wrote, co-produced and directed a short film many, many years ago called Black Santa's Revenge, which was based on a short comic that I had written. And, um, you know, it's interesting to me because I think because I made it, I don't think about it the same way as a lot of other people do. And the, and the odd thing is to me is that it actually does have a cult following. Right. So right. I, every year starting around this time, I start getting emails from people and, 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 and messages on direct messages on various social media. And they're like, you know, pictures of them and their friends watching black sandwich. <laughs> you know, it's only 20 minutes long. Um, 20 minutes of, of- of kickassery, black exploitation. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's definitely, you know, it 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 is interesting to me because I never quite when I and and you know, and you in a lot of ways, really, that, that film exists because of you. Um, you know, it was uh we were at San Diego Comic Con, it had to be 2004, 2005, and you like just said, Hey, you know, why don't you make a live action version of Black Santa's Revenge? as if it would be that easy to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and uh and I was and, and I remember I said to you, I said, ah, I don't know. I mean like and I said, who could we get to play Black Santa? Like, you know, would it have to be someone like Jim Brown or something? He'd be too hard to get. And then like right in the middle of that, I was like, oh but I bet we could get Ken Foray from Dawn of the Dead, you know, because I, I knew Ken personally. I knew Jim Brown too, but um and so I remember just walking up to him. He was at San Diego that year and I, I said, hey, you wanna you want to make this short film? And he was like, yep. And then that's, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and then it became, Oh my God. But we, we did it. And, and you, you co-produced it with me. And, um, and someday I'd like to go back to it. I, I, I would like to, oh, we're definitely going back to it. Oh, are we? Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's definitely going to happen. <laughs> I, uh, I, I would like to do it as I, I've had years to think about that story and, and I don't want to change any of the versions that I, I, you know, the, the short comic version or the short film, I don't want to change those. I want those to continue to exist as they are. Right. But I see where there's like some great opportunities to expand that story and in an even more uh, loving way to, to some of the 
um, I guess you could call it genre entertainment that I grew up on, you know, sp again, specifically like, like Carpenter, uh, George Romero, and, and I, you know, I met George Romero, um, I'm trying to think when it was, it must have been like, must have been 2008 or so, and, um, and I, I, I met him at San Diego Comic-Con, and I walked up and I started talking to him, and, um, and I, I mentioned that, you know, um, you know, that I had made this short film and, and that Ken was in it. And he goes, Oh my God, you made that Santa Claus movie. And oh, it was that, it was that moment for me yeah. of like, Oh shit, George Romero knows who I am. He knows this movie that I've done. He's yeah. like, he's geeking out the way that I geeked out. And, um, and, and to me, it was just like, Honestly, like that's one of the greatest moments of my life. One of the best that's, moments of my that, life. I've never. Heard, I don't think I've heard, heard ever heard that oh, story. Really? Like, yeah, dude, I don't know. Ever told me that story? That's um, yeah, man, that's amazing. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah no, for you know, I mean, listen, it's widely available for viewing pleasure. Yes. So, you know, we we highly encourage anyone listening to this episode to post haste. Yes. On your is. sleigh. Yeah. <laughs> go and find it on the worldwide internet. It is on the internet. It's on, it's on Vimeo. And, and I, and I know for a fact that it's, it's been on every single torrent site that you could possibly imagine. Yes. That was sort of my personal introduction into the, the, the piracy of the internet world. Look, um, it's being pirated globally. Yeah. It's like, I've made it now, but yeah, you, you know, check it out, share it with your, to me, it is cool that, that it, it's a holiday tradition. And as with many things, it's sort of like, it's difficult for me to wrap my head around it because it's like, oh yeah, here, here's a movie that I, I made, and you know, um, it was it was it was more of an exercise in just making a movie, you know, just trying to do something that 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 a crazy idea that you put in my head, and uh, just sort I'm, of like I'm, I'm usually good for that, like you know, it's, it's like I said to you, it's hey, gonna take you a lot of fucking work. <laughs> Uh, I, I I roped you in this this uh, this podcast is is my retribution years later. So right, um, but yeah, no, I, I I I out of out of you know I will watch Black Santa's Revenge this year. I That's will, right. I will. I, will um, I watched it last year. I'm watching it again. You know what I should do? I put it in. The I I'm going to have a viewing party. I'm going to do, do that. A, a, we can the, do that now. People so that are gonna, hitting you up. Do yeah, that. and I will join in that viewing party. And then we can have a post-screening discussion. And then that's we can have a post-screening discussion. So let's do that. All right. Yeah, that's the the, the idea was birthed right once here. Again, I don't know how to how how we'll do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, I don't know how we'll do that necessarily. Oh, yeah, no. We'll figure that part out. You know who knows? Andrew, Andrew. our producer, knows. Yes. We'll ask him. Question, he's, question he's rolling his eyes right now, letting out a heavy sigh. Because he knows where we won't do a, a particularly good job of promoting it, but we will, Andrew. We promise. Um, and let's so we'll figure it out. We'll do it like the well. Christmas is on a Friday, so maybe we'll do it Christmas Eve. Maybe we'll yeah, do maybe it we'll do it on a Thursday. We can do it Thursday before it gets too late and people are wrapping the gifts and all that stuff, and we'll uh, we'll have some fun with it. That sounds awesome, man. Yeah, let's do that. I after we end recording, we'll I'll talk to you about that some more. So, everybody, <clears throat> I want to thank you for joining us for another episode of Badass Mofo. Again, I apologize for uh, seemingly being MIA. Um, there are some technical difficulties that we hopefully have resolved. And uh, and thanks for listening to us talk about our holiday shenanigans, our favorite holiday shenanigans, and. Uh, 
everybody be well, be healthy, be safe. Sean, as always, thank you for joining me. Quite well. Sir.